welcome to a brand new episode of Sequel Rights, the podcast where we take a look at the franchises that make you go, they made how many of those? And we give each and every sequel a fair trial. My name is Justin Camps and I'm here with Elizabeth Helley and Tyler Hymanson, oh. who is I'm local, by the way, in local. case you want to know, I'm, no, I'm from here. No, you're not. Oh, you're, you look weird. We don't take kindly to your touch. <laughs> yeah. Eliz is the only one who counts as a local. Yeah. No, I, I grew up here on the Universal Backlot. <laughs> yeah, exactly. That's right. I mean, I have been going to the Universal Backlot since I was probably five. <laughs> <laughs> well, you Back know. Back when Fievel's Playland was yeah. there. <laughs> well, if you haven't figured it out by now, listener, I mean, all the clues are there for what we're talking about this week. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, all the cl- I gave you. I gave you all the clues, Beethoven. Oh, man. Yes. Our impeccable timing has hit struck yet again and we're here talking about the spookiest beethoven movie just in time for halloween just kidding we missed uh, by several weeks <laughs> uh i had no idea there'd be a spooky uh beethoven but uh that's exciting and that's what we're talking about this week beethoven's fifth but before we get into it uh Eliz, where can people reach out to us yeah, send us an email, sequelrights at gmail.com with your comments and questions and suggestions. And you can find us on social media, on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, and YouTube at Sequel Rights. And please rate and review us in Apple Podcasts. Five stars uh, would be appreciated. Uh, it helps other people find the podcast, feeds the algorithm, and uh, we really appreciate it. All right, everybody, grab those Peruvian crystals and hold on tight. It's Beethoven's Fifth. Beethoven. 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 America's most beloved St. Bernard is back. In Beethoven's fifth. Most people would have just said hello. Embark on an all-new action-filled adventure with secrets, ghosts, and hidden treasure that only Beethoven can find. What is it, boy? Beethoven! It's the doggone tale that Beethoven fans have been begging for. Thank you. Sit, roll over, and enjoy the ride. Featuring Dave Thomas, John Larroquette, Kathy Griffin, and Faith Ford. I'd be happy to give you a tune-up anytime. I mean, your car. Look for this and other great Beethoven movies. Beethoven's Fifth. Wait, wait, wait. Was there, was there a sound in there where it sounded like Beethoven said, you're welcome? Yeah. <laughs> no, it also had the Scooby-Doo scrambling sound effect where like the ghosts in money makes it sound like a Scooby-Doo episode. I mean, it, it basically is. <laughs> it basically yes. is Scooby-Doo. By the time we got to the end, I was like, oh, no, yeah, this is definitely Scooby-Doo. <laughs> and I would have gotten away for it, too, if it yeah. weren't for Beethoven. Uh, the, so last week, I know I had mentioned uh, that I had briefly seen something in the trailer on accident for this week's uh, movie. And the thing I saw was that there were ghosts. And I was like, (laughs) why are there ghosts? Oh God. What? Um, I'll have to say is uh, you guys, uh, we gave last week's movie a one. So I don't know (laughs) if that was the smartest idea. Um, But uh, here we are talking about (laughs) Beethoven's script. I gave it a two. So there's (laughs) somewhere to go. I mean, okay. So Beethoven (sighs) is best not the dog the composer is best known for his fifth and that's mm-hmm. the one everybody knows and so you think wow they're finally on beethoven's fifth 
Like this franchise has been begging for this moment since they first named him Beethoven. Like they had to get here. It was destiny. It always had to happen. I bet they're going to do something really awesome and cool and big. Yeah, they were like, Dave Thomas doesn't want to do it. Did you tell me it was for the fifth movie? <laughs> oh, Beethoven's fifth. Yes, I'm in. <laughs> yeah. So instead of, uh, you know, doing something that would pay homage to the two classics that everybody loves, they instead decided to probably pick up like an old Nancy Drew or Harriet the Spy script and insert Beethoven into it. That's right. So the plot on IMDb is my favorite. The storyline is Sarah Newton and Beethoven spend summer with Freddie Kablinski in Quicksilver, a weird town. <laughs> I uh, I love that. Like, also, I don't know. There must be like one line of dialogue that says like, I'm Sarah Newton from the Newton family. And I missed that explanation somewhere oh, and yeah. when i later went because i was like how is it is it, so this one's not connected at all i thought the entire movie and then uh yeah reading the, the end credits and also the uh wikipedia i was like oh that was supposed to be sarah newton well oh, you okay. might be confused because the parents in the previous movie would never have put their daughter alone on a public bus <laughs> that's true on a greyhound <laughs> no it's because she had no Beethoven. choice because she got kicked out of camp for refusing to use the outhouse uh sure. she didn't get kicked out she got asked to leave yeah. And luckily, <laughs> John Larroquette from Meatballs 4 is here <laughs> to also be a bad guy. Oh, yeah. You know, like... Spoiler alert. <laughs> I know. The, the thing I did like about that is, like, he's in the movie very early on, super briefly, and then you don't see him at all again until, like, <laughs> very much at the end of the movie when it's like, ha-ha, he's a bad guy. When I, I saw the credits, I was like, oh, the bad guy's obviously John Larroquette. Yeah, yeah. But the, by the yeah. time you get to like, you know, the uh, one hour, 15 minute mark when he comes back in of a hundred, you know, a 90 minute movie, I was like, oh, yeah, I forgot he was in this. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, no. I think they made an attempt to make you think it was Kathy Griffin or the librarian guy. Yeah. No, they did. But then like <laughs> the movie almost shames you because it comes back. It's like, of course, I want the money, you idiots. Yeah. Like, <laughs> You thought That's it was the Jay Giles band? Yeah. <laughs> oh, my God. Um, yeah, so we reached the point in the Universal uh, franchise where uh, the only reason this one got made is because they had an opening and some Universal-owned property that they could film on for free. Yeah, yeah this movie's filmed 100% on the back lot. Like, every minute is on the back lot. The The town is what I think Colorado street, mm -hmm. the main library, the town square. That's the back to the future. Yep. <laughs> uh, what was the other show? Ghost whisperer town square <laughs> uh, that they would always say on the tour. Like it, if you look behind this facade, it's actually the back to the future building. But right mm -hmm. now it's the ghost whisperer for the last 10 years <laughs> or however long that show was on. So they just used that. And then, um, the Freddy's house is the chicken ranch house. It's not the Bates motel uh, or the Bates house. And it's not yeah, yeah. necessarily on Wisteria lane, but it's like around the corner. <laughs> it was funny. Like one of the first times the, bu the bus is driving through the back lot. You can see like, they didn't even try to cover up some of the like electrical equipment, like in the back down one of the streets. I was like, oh, wow. Okay. They're not even trying. Yeah. And point. some of the shots too, you can see like the Jaws village over the hill. And yeah. like, you know, if they tilted yeah. the camera the wrong way, you would have seen the Hollywood sign. <laughs> yep. <laughs> it's pretty funny. Or the uh, Grinch place. But hey, if it, it allowed us to have another Beethoven movie, then so be it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, which, which bring it on 
ended up there? Because, I mean, I feel like that's the first time that we've seen that truly happen. That was Universal Florida, and that was Bring It On four? four? I was just trying to think four? of what the subtitle was and if we could come up with some sort of rule in it for to that, win but it, I guess we'll I come back uh, to that later. Was it In It to Win It? I thought or In was It to it? Win It. Or, uh, that was the first one. Yeah, I like that because, yeah, Universal Studios is In It to Win It. That was the you. first one that came I think it was In It to Win It because Fight to the Finish was the one with um, Christina Milan. Yeah, I think it was In It to Win It. Yeah. Not that it matters. I'm kidding. <laughs> but yeah, Universal. I mean, th- this was less egregious than that because if you weren't us and you weren't me <laughs> that's been going on that backlot tour since I was five. You sure. may not realize that it's a hundred percent on the lot. <laughs> you, um, do, you just see that a couple of buildings in Back to the Future Square, and you'd like probably be like, "Oh man, uh, those feel really familiar to me for some reason, but I can't quite place it." <laughs> yeah, I can't quite place it. <laughs> that looks really familiar. Um, but that's funny. I think it's actually uh, isn't it like a big anniversary for Back to the Future right now? Like. Uh, I believe it is. Yeah, I thought that was funny that uh, we got to see that a movie in that little town square. That's cool. Yeah. Um, Well, it's it's really weird that it's just like a straight up Western mining town for some reason. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Well, because there's no like current time town there, really. Sure. There's like old New York. There's new New York. There's like the Mexico Street. There's like European area and then this Colorado street is the closest you get to like America. Yeah. (laughs) So yeah, so there's, it's like a pioneer town where there's crazy people, but then Kathy Griffin runs a very fancy drugstore. (laughs) Well, everyone there, which this is a joke played as a joke, but everyone there is suffering from like, Gen- generational mercury poisoning. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yes. yeah. This movie has a lot of things it plays as a joke that I'm like, what? Who? Like, who this movie could have taken this? a right turn and become like Aaron Brockovich. Like, you know, like <laughs> yeah. the town is poisoning the people with mercury. And, Be- water. and Beethoven's taking this to the Supreme Court. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, at least one person says they use mercury because it's not that bad for them, right? Yes, so one of the one of the town's folks is saying, actively taking it. Uh, I guess I don't know. I don't remember. Yeah, because the was. town's fortunes dried up when uh, people realized mercury was toxic. <laughs> How dare they? Yeah, but uh, yeah. So Sarah Newton's in town uh, for a month visiting her uncle Freddie. I guess we buried the lead here because that's actually not where the movie starts. Oh, that's well. Yeah, that, I guess you're right. <laughs> <laughs> because oh, yeah. the the movie actually starts in the past. So let, remember that Tyler and I are both watching on a six DVD set of eight <laughs> yeah. movies or something like that. Same. And so I'm watching it off of like a portable USB DVD player attached to my Microsoft Surface, oh, attached God. to the TV through an HDMI cord. <laughs> no. And so it starts showing these old timey cars driving and then someone's name pops on the screen screen and the screen just stops and i thought that oh my dvd player is you know lapsing but it's actually an intentional pause in the old timey footage each time someone's name pops up on the credits like (laughs) as if they didn't pause this nonsensical footage i wouldn't have time to read dave thomas's name well no they didn't have enough of the sepia tinged footage to use so they actually had to time it out Got it. Got it. You're probably okay. right. <laughs> so I, yeah, I just thought it was like my little tiny DVD player, but it was intentional. 
yes, this gangster story that's in this movie was intentional. They meant to put it in. Did they ever explain why they have a dog on the like front of their car? No. <laughs> I thought that was going to connect somehow. But. You know why? It's because they're just like Bonnie and Clyde. <laughs> Except, nope, that's it. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> they're just like Bonnie and Clyde. No, In they... fact, we'll have several characters just say that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> they said please and thank you when they robbed people, though, apparently. What were their names? Rita and Mo. Rita and Mo Selig. Mo Selig. Selig. Yeah, something like that. Um, the dude who plays uh, Mo has kind of like a crazy, like he he's a director and he did like Idle Hands and did a bunch of TV. Oh wow! And uh, did like the Conan O'Brien documentary. It's I was like, he's the most interesting IMDb that I was like, huh? (laughs) That is weird. (laughs) Yeah, I mean. Well, okay. I have child star check in later. Yes. That we'll get to. Um, yeah, but so we see this thing and it's these two people and they're notorious outlaws of Quicksilver. Um, and then yes, Justin, you did miss it. Uh she does have a monologue about how she is Sarah Newton, and this is her beloved dog, Beethoven. And you know, the, the years are a bit fuzzy here, but I at least could ostensibly believe that like character wise that that girl could have ended up to be this girl maybe you know i don't know white people right I, yeah. uh, <laughs> like she seemed pretty chill but when she was little but i could see her becoming kind of fussy i mean tight, you I mean guess. the girl that was just like making an assembly line of eggs to beethoven just yeah. use a hard-boiled egg i don't know i feel like yeah. that girl is gonna be totally fine with an outhouse yeah, apparently not um i like i like that you know me having no idea that it was sarah newton has absolutely no effect on the story or anything like yeah. it could it could just be a girl and, and with beethoven is, i guess like, she had whatever. taken beethoven with her to camp in the first place yeah right i don't know why that was allowed um but okay <laughs> especially because the family is just going off to whatever european like they're they must be in the, in the bahamas or something. this time yeah. Oh, right. Yes. Yeah. The Bahamas. So, thankfully, they sent her to Uncle Freddy instead of sending her to live with the horrible uh, uh, Judge Reinhold family, uh, like what they did to poor Beethoven those two years. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, she's here with her Uncle Freddy Koblinski, which I guess you're meant to believe that Bonnie Hunt's character's maiden name was Koblinski and this is her brother. I guess. Yeah, I guess. Although Dave Thomas kind of does look like, um, what's his name? The guy from the first movie. Oh, Charles Grodin? Yeah. yeah. Like, I does. thought they kind of looked alike. And then I was like, no way. It must, they must be saying it's the mom's brother then because he doesn't have their last name. Yeah, that would make more sense. But who knows? <laughs> Unless George and the other guy, Newton's dad, who abused them on the road trip, got remarried and had another kid. <laughs> who took his mother's name or something. You guys, the Beethoven backstory is so deep. That's why there's so many fanfics out there. There's a lot of pain. Pain in that history. A lot of pain. Generational trauma. Oh, God. (laughs) Anyway, I did Uh, like that she had like a Little Mermaid monologue because she was like, we're off to the middle of, what's that word again? Nowhere. (laughs) (laughs) I was like, street? Like, you know, like. How do you not remember the word nowhere? <laughs> uh, is this before? Have we met Garrett yet? Garrett? No, but we can. <laughs> yeah, we should have had Garrett on. I, as soon as we should have. Because they said his name so many times. I was like, oh, man, we could have been like Garrett, Garrett, Garrett. With the Garrett, Garrett, Garrett. 
Uh, he's just the neighborhood kid. Yeah, and but he's, 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 he's around not, for he's the, the only adventure. one that doesn't have mercury poisoning yet. Yeah, <laughs> which makes him the smartest kid in the town. Well, he might be, not be that smart because he thinks Machu Picchu is lost. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but he made that up. <laughs> the lost city of Machu Picchu. Machu Picchu. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. I thought that was stupid. And then I was glad to find out that it was a fake. It was not yeah, a real too. thing. <laughs> it wasn't just lazy writing. But but other than him, the town is completely populated with minor character, character actors. actors. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that all pop in to show off their various chosen quirk. Uh, and probably each came on set for a day. Yep. Yeah, I, there is a so many times, you know, Clint Howard is in this and he's pretty yep. much in a wetsuit diving suit the entire time. And there were a couple times where they just show him like walking around in the background or <laughs> across the screen for a second. And I just like, yeah, I was just thinking like, man, that guy just got up and was like, yep, I guess I'm going to do this for today. <laughs> you got me in a lake, like whatever. I'm Clint Howard. I'll do it. <laughs> like if I didn't know better that the studio system doesn't exist anymore, I would have said like, these are all people that are on contract for universal and like, can't leave the lot. <laughs> and just have to be in whatever movie they were doing like, tours that day yeah yeah that yeah. universal forces them to be in <laughs> so you can either be in beethoven five or it's back on the cart for you yeah <laughs> oh you're uh you're in the part of the dive team in the other movie well we don't have time to change your costume so we'll write it into the script you're a crazy guy who thinks it's too wet yeah or dry <laughs> exactly <laughs> oh god clint howard hilarious <laughs> Like Kathy Griffin is like shocking. Well, okay, I know some people don't find her funny at all, but I sometimes have. But in this, her character is just nothing. Yeah, yeah. a big nothing burger. Like of, oh, I have a dog. Like, <laughs> do anything. She has a dog, and she, uh, you know, yeah, you know, just another one of the people that hates people who aren't locals. Yeah, and doesn't doesn't want, and she doesn't want to like sell her her lip gloss or whatever. Yeah, thank God Which- Sarah's not black. Okay. Yeah, I'm gonna ran her out. <laughs> If they yeah. can't even handle a lily white, like, you know, a little girl and says she doesn't look local enough, like that to me is co-word for her. Yeah. This would be even worse if you were any ethnicity. Also, like, yeah, what, what was she wearing that made her not look local? It just looked like she had regular, everyone was wearing regular clothes. I don't know. She had high-waisted slacks. Ooh. Yeah, it's like it's not like Kathy Griffin was dressed like she worked in a fucking mining town either. Yeah. Like, oh. I don't know. I guess uh, they, speaking of her clothes, though, I did like the fact that she had little Beethoven PJs. That was cute. yeah. Oh yes. yeah. I guess they thank were just, you, big uh, dogs, for being a brand at that time. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. That's true. Yeah, I guess it's just a small town, so they would have known everybody anyways. So you could point out anyone who wasn't someone you saw every day. I suppose so. <laughs> Um, uh, this movie came out in 2003 and it feels like it could have came out in 1988. <laughs> <laughs> like it really does feel I, I, it, it's almost timeless in that way. It's kind There's of no impressive, phones, honestly. Right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, uh, he does use a cell phone. Dave Thomas uses a cell phone at the end. Oh, okay. Which I, I thought was weird because yeah, they're, they're like, yeah, I think you're right. There's like almost no phones, but that at the end when he needs to call, uh, when his, the the wires have been cut on his truck, he makes a phone call oh, from, yeah. from the has, like, side of the, the road. Yeah. Oh, right. Yeah. But I guess if she's 12, she may have not had a phone in 2003. I think I was still sharing at that point. Yeah. 
So. Yeah, they weren't quite as ubiqui- ubiquitous. I can't even talk. Ubiquitous. Uh, but, but, but. <laughs> there weren't as many. <laughs> they, they weren't as ubiquitous. I can't talk. I'm, I'm tired. I wasn't going to attempt to say I'm it. I'm tired. I can't. Yeah, that's my head. <laughs> I'm ubiquitous. Sorry. I did it. There you go. Ubiquitous. Yes. Ubiquitous. <laughs> we can do it. Big words here on sequel rights. Yes. yes. It's the word of the day. It's the word of the day. I'm a, I'm a teenager. Um, I can say big words. <laughs> Shut up, Sarah Newton. You're only 12. What are you talking about? I mean, I don't have that much to say about the, like. I mean, okay. So if we're going to talk about things that are strangely played as jokes, let's talk about drunk driving. Yes. Oh my god. <laughs> That's what I was talking about. I'm like, why did that? How did that get through to be like, let's make a gag out of a drunk driving situation? <laughs> Not like even a, a gag, a, like a rom-com, like well, meat cute. They try to make it out of yeah, too. both. But after I mean, after like, taking some kids to a moonshine distillery, that was funny. Which, the kid uh, was by like the way, Garrett already stuff. knows everything about the various <laughs> types of stills available. Yeah, I did kind of like that scene where she's like, "Well, if I hypothetically had a still," and then he like kept asking further questions about it. Um, but yeah, this whole drunk driving thing was very poor taste in my opinion. And it's a family mm-hmm. film. Like, and the kids are like, ha ha, you got pulled over by the cops. Yeah. I mean, he Let's gets, put the dog in the front seat. He gets moonshine <laughs> sprayed all over him. So yes, he smells like alcohol. Okay, fine. But then when, instead of just explaining what happened when they pull him over, he's just kind of like, <laughs> like, you know, like, yeah. I didn't know. Like, here's the yes. dog. Dave, <laughs> Dave Thomas's character in this movie can't fucking help himself. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. He's, he's weird in this movie. Yeah. I don't know. Um, the, uh, what else did I want to talk about? I, one thing I loved about this movie, um, there's not a lot to love about the movie, but I did enjoy the, whoever had the strange idea of the library with all the dead cats. Yes. <laughs> At one point they like, uh, you know, they're trying to figure out information about Rita and Mo and where they might've hidden their, you know, pile of money, which is the whole movie. They're trying to figure out where this money came from. Um, and they go to the library and they're like, yeah, the library was donated from this person who really loved cats. And part of the stipulation was we had to keep the cats here. And so there's all these like dead taxidermied cats. cats. Yeah. And some of them look like normal cats and other ones look like they're all fucked up. And like <laughs> someone fire that taxidermist. They fucked up your cat. <laughs> um, and uh, I just love that they're just all over that place. And it was really creepy. And there's one point where... <laughs> There's one point. Okay. All the cats are dead. And there's one point where they are in there sneaking around with Dave Thomas and Beethoven, everyone. And of course, Beethoven gets wrapped around some of the bookshelves and knocks over all the bookshelves. And it knocks over one of these cats. And like, (laughs) as it goes over the, the uh, second floor, uh, their balcony or whatever, it it makes like a, (laughs) there's like a sound effect of a cat. Going like, uh, as it falls into an aquarium, which I thought was great. There's also a giant aquarium. Yeah. yeah for some reason. Yeah. Like, but I'm like, well, why when all they... the cats are dead, you can actually have an aquarium. Yeah. Why did they put that sound effect in there? If the cats are all dead. <laughs> it was the ghost of the cat. <laughs> it's like, I think that shot's actually in that trailer. <laughs> yeah. Oh God. Um, so, all right. There's two things that, 
what you said made me think of. Okay, the first <laughs> is, Elis, the drunk driving thing is, isn't even the most egregious part of this movie. The most egregious part of this movie is the shop owner with a gambling problem that <laughs> might have a different problem. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> Because he's basically begging her to like play a game of cards with him, but he's so desperate and he's like, "What do you? What, what's your game? What do you want to play? I need to bet." And it's like it's played off as a joke, but it is horrifying. <laughs> I don't know. I think the drunk driving might be worse because it's the like beloved uncle that we're supposed to like, as opposed to this strange shop owner. Yeah, fair enough. And then also, you the central like MacGuffin of this movie is the money. But it's unclear if the money would even be worth anything because they are larger and older <laughs> bills. Yeah. <laughs> is the plot point is that there's a different president or who is it? I forget even what the it's plot like was. Andrew Jackson instead of Hamilton or something like that. Yeah. yeah. Yes. And they're like 33% bigger. <laughs> yeah. I'm not sure if you'd be able to spend them, but you can no, maybe sell yeah. them to a collectors. I don't know. <laughs> That's what that's what the thought is, and you know, don't forget, there's g- 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 ghosts in this movie, which uh, <laughs> which the movie just kind of dismisses when they're done with it. They're just like, yeah, yeah. There, you do you do see like actual like see through people at one point when uh, Sarah's having a dream. I think mm-hmm. uh, you see the Rita and Mo um, as ghosts, but then later you find out that it's like the crazy old lady in the woods who believes that aliens are coming to get her if she doesn't pretended that there's ghosts or something. <laughs> but the, the, the effect, that is the explanation that the movie offers. She's basically then, got like these, these like, uh, I don't know, like styrofoam things covered in uh, Christmas lights, but it shows that it makes this like ghost effect, which makes no sense. Like they just look like lights, but even when they show it like knocked over on the ground, they show it like uh, kind of spurting to life at one point, And you see this like floating ghost projection that would not be happening with Christmas lights like that. Yeah. They're trying to imply that she uses some sort of, invisible pepper's ghost illusion <laughs> like because yeah. it's definitely not there's definitely nothing there when it's an illusion but when you turn it off it's like an actual apparatus yeah yeah no it looks like she just like massacred some christmas reindeer lights that she just shaped in the shape of ghosts yeah it's like that was one of the most scooby-doo things where it's like oh it's just the janitor pretending to make ghosts in the hallway yeah but she wasn't even part of like the evil plot it was completely divorced it was aliens yeah yeah she was just trying to scare people away from that area for reasons it was it it was just lazy writing justifying the ghost plot that we've had for the previous three quarters of the movie (laughs) uh Eliz, I was going to ask, too, what you thought about uh, the fact that, you know, early on in the movie, they made a really big deal about making sure that everyone knows that Beethoven has psychic powers or uh, St. Bernard's in general have psychic powers. And then he proceeds to have no psychic powers the rest of the movie. (laughs) I know. I got kind of excited when they said that because I was like, they're finally acknowledging that Beethoven is psychic, like especially Sarah of all people should be the one to know this. But yeah you know okay so he's not really as good as he used to be but at least he's not like completely stupid anymore like i think (laughs) beethoven this beethoven is a step up from the beethoven we saw in four certainly and probably also three yeah i just felt weird like this beethoven in this movie 
I don't know. I felt like he was almost like a background character for most of the film. Like it was not about him very much at all. Uh, Yeah. That's what I'm saying. I really think that it was like some other, like, you know, Disney channel original movie vehicle or like a reboot of Nancy drew or like a sequel of Harriet the spy. Then they were like, ah, let's throw Beethoven in there. We got to make a fifth one. Yeah, it's like, reasons. I don't know, you know, you know, you heard in the trailer, like he, he is pretty much mostly relegated to like going <laughs> the entire movie, like reacting to, you know, Dave Thomas's groan inducing jokes. Beethoven is all of us when Dave Thomas tries to say something funny in this movie. But he at least like protects them when the house is being broken into kind of and like, you know, he, he actually like seems legitimate sometimes in this one. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> not just like insane and purposely like where he'd murder things. one of the kids for a hot dog. Yeah, <laughs> that's true. Speaking of murdering people for no reason, um, the way that Uncle Freddy cleans his kitchen uh, with a fire hose, he's gonna have uh, a mold problem. Yes, he's gonna have a very serious mold problem. Very painful for Beethoven and um, I oh God, I just forgot her name, Sarah. Yeah, not cool. He put in the n- l- linoleum or whatever just for that purpose. Yeah, so he's out the <laughs> house. like just so I can he's, do he's, this. He's handy. He's a, he's a mechanic. Yeah, it didn't seem like a good idea. And also, like the first moments, um, you know, when he's like going around the house and trying to find stuff for her to eat, was grossing me out. Oh, the other thing that was grossing me out real bad was the part in the middle when he is uh, Dave Thomas is eating ice cream out in the city. With the with the kids and uh, oh, Beethoven's yeah. like, <laughs> there's all this like CG drool like falling into his like <laughs> vanilla ice cream bowl, and uh, I thought he was just gonna eat it, but luckily he was aware that that was happening. But it was so sick, still super gross. That was grossing me out real bad. Uh, so as some of these movies when they're pretty bad, we I try to search for talking points, and at times like these, I turn to the Rotten Tomatoes reviews and try <laughs> to find you know some sort of gold Indeed. there. This movie only has one review. <gasps> it's the only one review. It's a user review, and it gives it three stars. It says even move all caps M O V E Beethovenness. What? <laughs> Even move Beethovenness. I love it. That's perfect. <laughs> and I think that pretty much says it. I think that's about right. Uh, <laughs> I did. Uh, I was trying to look up the like common sense media thing for this movie, and it doesn't exist. Like this movie is so like no one cares about it. You can't even find the like. What do parents think about this movie? But there were Talk like to your children about drunk driving. <laughs> yeah, exactly. That's uh, you'd think they'd be mentioning that in the in that and uh, counterfeit post. bills. The um, <laughs> yep. I did. I did briefly <laughs> look on Letterboxd, and there are there were a bunch of people posting like, "Oh, I loved this movie when I was a kid," or "I watched this," or "I, I don't know why, but I have this on DVD or something." You know, um, it did seem like there were a few people that enjoyed it when they were kids, which I guess makes sense, but. I, I mean, I can definitely it. see that more so than the previous movie. Like I could like this at least have has the rhythms of like a kid's movie where allegedly funny stuff happens that I could see, you know, as a kid where you don't care what you watched. Like I could see having a fond memory of this movie. Well, and none of the if you were good, age. none of the characters that we're supposed to like are evil. So, yeah, I OK, well, speaking of, let's talk about the child stars. Do it. 
before the child starts checking. So Davy Chase, um, you know, we know her. Uh, if you even search for her name on Twitter, you'll see about one tweet per day of someone saying, oh, my God, Lilo and the girl from the ring are the same girl in the same year. What? OK, like people still can't believe that to this day. Um, but yes, that's her. She was the voice of Lilo in the original movie and all the subsequent uh, TV shows and sequels. And then she was Samara in the original Ring movies. And she was in Donnie Darko and, you know, quite well known for being like a little teeny tweeny bopper star at the time. Um, and, you know, recently she's been kind of MIA. Um, she's had some like, I guess you could say minor run-ins with the law, uh, like nothing major, but she's had a couple of like misdemeanor drug possession charges. And like, you know, that's from the tabloids. It's unclear to me if that just means like weed before, or if it is like, you know, <laughs> like what a couple of ecstasy tablets or, you know, like not, right. not a big deal. Or if it was like hard drugs, <laughs> I don't really know. Um, but mm. th- she also ha- was arrested one time for uh, driving a stolen vehicle, which is really more of a, driving a vehicle without the owner's permission thing uh, Mm. more than an actual robbery. Um, And then at some point uh, in 2018, she, I guess was partying with a friend who she left at the hospital and like alerted them that he was there and then ran away and he died in the car. And so they uh, tried to bring her in for that, but they, uh, you know, found that there was no evidence of foul play. She just said, you know, we were hanging out and I tried to get him help. And that's what happened. Um, so, yeah, she's been pretty quiet, not really acting, uh, not really posting anywhere. But those are the few things you can find out about her in the last three or four years. Well, now we know where she got that stolen car idea from. Uh, Dave, <laughs> Th- so. Dave Thomas is driving other people's cars the entire movie. <laughs> yeah. Speaking of that. Um, okay. oh. Our friend Garrett. Um, I'm 90% sure that this is him. Uh, but again, I'm not a, totally sure. Um, and yeah, I think you're right. There is some subset of kids that did watch this movie because there are lots of like articles and searches of like, what happened to this guy? Who is he? Where is he? Makes sense. You know, of people posting, wanting to, to earnestly know where he is, but I'm about 90% sure that he went to um, the university of Florida so he went back to Florida to finish high school after doing like five years in uh, Hollywood. And then he went to University of Florida and then he went to Wharton and got his MBA. And he is now a private equity senior associate at Blackstone in New York. So there you go. Working with money. He knew he knew what he was talking about with that yes. lost city. And finally, the strange uh, children that it is implicitly said that they are inbred and strange. (laughs) Um, One of them, the only one that's credited out of all three of them, uh, (laughs) his name is Wayne Dalglish, uh, and he's super famous. Uh, He's a stunt coordinator, choreographer, and stunt performer, uh, and he worked on films such as uh, Batman vs. Superman, Wonder Woman, Thor Dark World, and all the Deadpools, um, and lots and lots of other movies. Wow. That's cool. Yeah. So he must have, he might have also just been on the lot, you know, and they were like, we need a kid! Uh, um, so, <laughs> who knows? Oh, man. Well, 
That's not uh, so terrible for the child star check-ins. Yeah. No. Yeah. Could be way worse. Definitely. And has been. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, that just reminded me, we're talking about uh, Dave Thomas and all the different cars he drives. Uh, I, I don't know about you guys, but I got real excited when a hearse showed up on the screen. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> You're like, boy. <laughs> yeah. Boy. I was like, oh, snap. Phantasm reference. But not really. But. He also drove like most of the cars from cars. And um, the lady that plays crazy old Cora. Catherine Helmond is the actual voice of Lizzie in the Cars franchise. Oh, nice. Very nice. So you're saying that Paul Newman was in the backseat of his truck. <laughs> Could be. <laughs> oh, oh, man. Well, yeah, I mean, uh, you know, it turns out that uh, Beethoven did know where the money was and uh, they dig it up. End of story. No, <laughs> well, they like they give it to the town to like fix the library and stuff. Yeah, they don't nice. like get this guy a better house or give it to Sarah to go to college or something. He doesn't want one. I mean, there is one thing that is kind of interesting that we haven't seen is that you know Uncle Freddie is doesn't care that Beethoven's messy. Doesn't care that he's a kindred spirit with him, which yes. is like works better than what they tried to do with Judge Reinhold in the last one of just yes. like make him. Turn into not a character anymore. Just be like, be one dimensional, like reduce yourself <laughs> two dimensions and just be this character, uh, which, I, you know, is an, at least an interesting dynamic over the course of sequels for these kids. Like, I, I do appreciate at least them trying to change the adult part of the storytelling. Yeah, and I think, you know, not that it's like some kind of brilliant nuanced storytelling, but the relationship between Sarah and Freddie and this kid Garrett and how she sort of comes to, you know, appreciate the town for its weirdness and whatever. Like, at least it's like a pleasant, positive, mm. you know, like story where you don't wish she was dead or something, you know? <laughs> but no, I mean, like they have a nice relationship. By the end of the yep. summer, she they love each other very much and she wants to come back next summer. Yeah, mm -hmm. she wants to attend Camp Freddy again. There's an arc. Mm -hmm. uh, should we talk about Freddy's meet cute and that whole weirdness? Sheriff Julie or Sheriff Julie. Uh, yeah, I mean, that's like the, one of the main things Beethoven tries to facilitate in this movie. As <laughs> always, Beethoven is a matchmaker. Yes, matchmaker first, treasure hunter second. That's yeah. right. <laughs> Child rescuer third uh, at this point. I guess. Third. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Matchmaker, child rescuer, treasure hunter. Treasure hunter. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. They they have some connection because they both know about wrestling. <laughs> no, he was like her dad was a wrestler and like he was just like obviously way older than her and <laughs> yeah. was super into like when her dad was a wrestler. Yeah, I didn't think that she would ever be interested in him, but. Okay. No, I, I couldn't <laughs> tell if that was just like a Dave Thomas thing or what, but it was just as I, ah, all of this makes me uncomfortable. <laughs> I kind of forgot that she was on that sitcom with Kelly Ripa. It was like named after her, like, cause her name's Faith Ford and the thing was called Hope and Faith and Kelly Ripa oh. was Hope and then she was Faith. <laughs> I totally forgot about that show. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> Yikes. <laughs> Oh man, that's funny. I mean, I is that it? I think that I, might be it. I got nothing. Like this was such a it was such a nothing. It was less offensive at least <laughs> than the last two, but it was just okay. 
Okay, yep. it says on Wikipedia that Beethoven is credited as J.S. Bark. <laughs> is that real? <laughs> I didn't see that in the credits. Uh, I thought it was Cujo again. It says no, it played by J.S. Bark. <laughs> I'm, I'm actually on the one for, <laughs> for Beethoven's big break as I scroll down on the Wikipedia. Yeah, I didn't no. mean to be, but it just says cast a St. Bernard as Beethoven and it <laughs> oh links to the St. Bernard article. <laughs> a St. Bernard. Oh man. Yeah. This Beethoven's movie... <laughs> big break, huh? Yeah, that's the next one. That's the next one. Oh, you guys. What? There's there's things to be excited for. Uh, okay. there, uh, there is. You're spoiling the next movie already? Don't spoil it. We haven't even I... finished this one. <laughs> yeah, wait, we gotta rate this one before we should speculate. Yeah, oh, yeah. Man. Uh how many bowls of ice cream breakfast would you give? <laughs> Hey, it's got, uh, you know, it's got milk, uh, dairy, protein, and uh, fruit, right? What was the protein in that banana split? Nuts? I don't know. Banana? Banana? Oh, I guess. I don't know. I thought that was the fruit, but whatever. Yeah. <laughs> maybe, he th- maybe he had some walnuts on there or something. Yeah. I don't know. Anyway, um, this is generous, but it's offended me so much less than the last two that I'm going to give it three bowls of ice cream breakfast. Mm-hmm. Um because it was fine, you know. <laughs> I'm gonna continue to give this a one. Wow! I, I was harsh. bored by this movie, and none of the jokes landed for me, pretty much. Uh, and I was just like, "What? Are, why? What? What are we?" So, watching? like, you'd rather be mad than bored. Yeah, I'd rather. I'd rather, mad. I'd rather watch the last movie again than this movie, honestly. Oh no! <laughs> Hell no! Yeah, I would. I would. I I didn't think anything was funny in this movie. Beethoven you know, is like a side character pretty much nothing. I, I don't know. I, I, I would not recommend this movie, but I mean, maybe kids would enjoy it, but nope. Yeah. Next I'm movie. Gonna, I was gonna, I'm going <laughs> to give it three. I'm going to agree with you Liz. like, yeah. I, th- I didn't think that it was, I mean, it's fine. Yeah. I, I, that last movie just made me angry. Like judge, like judge, right. Although <laughs> now that I'm thinking back to it, his boss was incredible. <laughs> yeah, there's, uh, I was like, there's no fun side characters or anything. Not, nothing fun in this movie that made me laugh. Like I even was like, you know, normally I'm like, oh man, I got to go back and grab this hilarious soundbite. There's nothing in this movie that made me want to. Yeah, grab no anything. one has a joke that lands. It's, uh, I mean, the only one is the kind of the subtle joke of the guy being like, I take mercury every day. Um, yeah, but yeah, but that's it. <laughs> even that was like, oh, that's. I do sad. think maybe this is just like me personally being such a super theme park nerd. Uh, I enjoyed every shot trying to figure out where exactly they were <laughs> up a lot and from what angle. Like I did a couple of uh, 5Ks and 10Ks at Universal before the pandemic. And so we ran through all of those roads on the back lot, like back and forth because it's not that big. So to do a 10K, you really had to zigzag. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and so, uh, yeah, I enjoyed looking at it for those reasons um uh, the other big thing that was bothering me during the whole movie is that not the main beethoven theme by randy edelman but whatever the main lick is that w- was for this movie is like one note off from this part of beauty and the beast that's like da, 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 that part of beauty and the beast and they play that that <laughs> lick of notes like over and over again and i'm just like oh god i can't stop hearing beauty and the beast i don't know I have that disease like that about Disney music. <laughs> oh man, that's funny. Yeah, the 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 music in this, at least you know, 
the music in the last one really went hard on the like dun, 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 all the time. Yeah. <laughs> this movie did it like a couple times, but it was not. I know, and this was the fifth. This I was know. the one to do it. Yeah, it was it was a waste. The whole movie was a waste. Don't watch it. <laughs> Don't do it. Get excited for Beethoven's big break. He's finally gonna be famous <laughs> after and all these years. What now? It's gonna be so meta. <laughs> yeah. And more importantly, we have no reason to leave the back lot. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. Just film None it from whatsoever. a different angle. <laughs> yeah. That's right. Maybe maybe they'll uh yeah. That would be funny if it's even more universal backlot. <laughs> yeah. Oh my god. Let's say it could just be on sound stages. You don't have to deal with the back lot even. That's true. That's true. <laughs> hey, dog, we're gonna put you in pictures. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I uh, wonder how many times they're going to be like, wow, I can't believe it's Beethoven's big break. It's happening right now. <laughs> um, that's going to be interesting. Yeah, I wonder if it is going to be like, we need to make a movie about how crazy this dog is and uh, messing up a family. What if it's, it's the, like a the, total framing, like the real story of like the Beethoven that was in the movies, like. You know what I'm saying? Like we acknowledge that Beethoven was a movie. Yeah. Like I wanted, I wanted to start off like it's a regular Beethoven movie, and then all of a sudden, like you hear the director go like, "And cut!" cut. <laughs> yeah. All right, Beethoven, get over here. Good boy, out. good boy, good boy. Yeah. <laughs> Beethoven. Okay. Oh, go, go ahead, ahead, please. Uh, I was, I was gonna say, gonna do say- we think? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> go. I'm gonna shut up. Go ahead. I was just going to say that I would bet a million dollars that Beethoven's going to knock over and jump onto a craft services table. <laughs> yes. My question Definitely. was, is this the time that we see him actually on a Swiss mountain saving somebody on a movie set? Oh. Ooh. Yeah. Or, yeah, what 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 is his role going to be in this movie? Secret I agent hope, dog? I hope that he sings No Dames. Shannon Tatum style. <laughs> <laughs> Is he going to wear cool Hollywood sunglasses in this movie? <laughs> or a tuxedo? Uh, I, I say also that the flash bulbs of the paparazzi are going to cause Beethoven to like freak out at some point. They're going to bring back the... You're, you're saying they're going to bring back the animatronic Beethoven to go... <laughs> with its eyes? Maybe. <laughs> I mean, I want that to happen. Because, I mean, if it's not... If it doesn't have the animatronic shot, it's not quite Beethoven. I want to watch an episode of, uh, you know, the Disney Plus show Prop Culture, all about the <laughs> Beethoven animatronic. <laughs> Where is it now? Let's bring back the Beethoven animatronic. That'll be on Peacock. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> that would be nuts. I mean, that's probably destroyed, <laughs> but if it's if it's out there, I would love to see it. That'd be so funny. Anyways. Well, if you know where it is, Elis, <laughs> where can they email us? <laughs> Please immediately let us know uh, at sequelrights at gmail.com and also on social media, Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, and YouTube at Sequel Rights. Uh, and please rate and review us if you in your review you leave us what your pitch for Beethoven's meta movie would be uh, we will talk about it on the air uh, so please do so that's right and until then we'll see you guys on set next week for Beethoven's Big Break <laughs> Thank you.